Hey guys, welcome back to the Head Up Podcast. Today we've got a very special guest on, Tupal. How are you, mate? Yeah, good boys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure, mate. Yeah. Today we're just going to get in and talk about body life and get into it, mate. So Sweet. without further ado, go away, Connor. Yeah, so what we like to do before we start our podcast is we have like a little segment called the set of six. So basically I'm going to ask you six quick fire questions and then you say yeah. like yes or no or what comes off the top of your head. Sweet. All right, let's get started. Favourite fast food? KFC. Oof. Rugby league or rugby? Rugby. Who's winning the grand final this year? Benny Panthers. Come on, boys. <laughs> Best player in the NRL at the moment? James Fisher-Harris. <laughs> Favourite NRL team? Benny Panthers. Come on. <laughs> bring bring back the Biff, yeah or no? Nah? Hundred percent. Bring back yeah. yeah, that was that was pretty good. No, there's some normally some controversial stuff that happens in that, so that wasn't too bad from you. <laughs> so we have um what we do uh, after the set of six is we get a few follower questions. So we chuck up on our Instagram and they give a few questions I'd like to hear from you. So we've got one yep. from at fyp trav, and he asked how long did it take for you to get scouted for first grade? Like was it an easy thing where you just went straight into the NRL or was it you had scouts coming to watch your games or stuff like that? Oh, bro, so I came through the just Wellington rugby, went to Wellington College, played or rugby union, and then I made New Zealand schoolboys. At the New, at the New Zealand schoolboys of Australia, there were scouts, and then that's how I got picked up. So I didn't play league or anything, um, just came through the usual rugby um, system, and then... Um, yeah, got a knock on the door from this guy from the Canterbury Bulldogs and he was like, I watched a New Zealand schoolboys game, you keen to come over? And I just said, yep, what's the deal? And he gave me the deal and I was out of there. I was out of Wellington. <laughs> yep, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Um, we got one from at SC Katoa. Would you ever switch codes again or are you content in rugby union now? Oh, I th- Personally, I don't think I'm fit enough to keep up with the game that it is now. Yeah. But but thinking back to my um when I was playing league, my game probably when I was playing then probably suits the game now. So like most back rollers are ball playing back rollers around about hundred to hundred and five kilos. Um you're pretty much a centre and that's what I used to be back then. But I'll back then the the back rollers are huge, bro. They were like one they were like everyone was really on the kick outs. So I was just in the wrong timeline. Yeah. Um but no, I don't think I would go back because Everybody's super fit now. Yeah. So we've got one more follower question. This one's from KCP, and he asked, when did you make your NRL debut, and what was that feeling like? Uh, I made my NRL debut when I was 21 in 2013. Uh, so, I mean, I was pretty much a kid, but um, it was like the – it was awesome because, like, two years ago, I was just playing in Wellington with the boys. Um, and then I made it a goal to, to play in the NRL. And then, luckily enough, I was one of the lucky ones. Um, and to get a crack pretty early, too. Yeah, so you said that you went through um, Wellington rugby and then also you made the schoolboys. Who was someone that you looked up to, like, trying to get to the top? Like, who was someone that, like, mentored you or that you looked up to personally? Um, I think Wellington College has a good production of rugby players, so I was always looking at the guy ahead of me. Uh, sorry, the first 15 boys ahead of me. I had uh, my brother 
Lima Sabuang, obviously. There was Jeff Allen. Um, he was New Zealand's schoolboys at the time. Um, there was also a guy named Buxton Popioli. He was like Wellington's golden child who kind of got injured. Um, there was Reggie Goodes. He was the man. Dane Coles um, was a couple of years ahead or a few years ahead of me, um, Namir Tialata. So it wasn't necessarily like the guys that were um, playing professional. It was more like the guys who were making those New Zealand schoolboys teams or Hurricane schoolboys teams. So it was, it was, it was really the first 15 boys who, who ended up having like mean careers. Yeah. So just going on about that Wellington College um, experience, I'm a Dooley. St. Pat's Town is where I oh. win. Yeah. Don't laugh, but <laughs> Liam went to Wellington. Cheap shit, because I tell you, boys. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I actually went to Wellington College myself, so I'll, I'll go off the Dub C. Dub C, all right, brother. Probably my biggest experience, like, favourite experience at um, St. Pat's was McKevity. Did you ever compete at McKevity at all, or was that more just because you were focusing on rugby that you didn't compete? No, I did. I did compete at the activity. Funnily enough, um, when I was year nine, I was in the 100-meter sprints. Um, I didn't know good. I think I came like seventh. Um, <laughs> and then as I got older, my size got um, – I grew out and I was doing the shot put, but I would only get like third or something like that. You usually have the big boys from St. Pat's who were, who were winning it or Rangatai. Um, I, was, I wasn't – I was good enough, but wasn't – the best time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I have a quick question, and then I also have a follow-up question. Who were a couple of guys in the NRL that, like, really tested you and that you were scared to go up against? And then also, in today's game, who would you not want to run at or be tackled by? Um, I guess when I went to the Bulldogs, uh, I really looked up to um, Frank Pritchard. Um, so, I mean, I was fresh out of high school, 18, training with my idol. But at the same time, he's my competitor because he's in yeah. the same position as me. So, um, although I looked up to him at the same time, I had to try to, I had to try to beat him in fitness, try to be stronger than him, try to run, run it straight to him. Um, but he was awesome because he helped me a lot along the way. And also someone who tested me quite a bit when I, was um, when I was playing when I first started playing first grade was when I went to the Sharks and there was Paul Gallen and, and Luke Lewis um, those guys at the time were the best back rowers in the country I was just a young fellow who was trying to uh, trying to make a name for myself and they always they were never happy with my game <laughs> always like critiquing it always you know you need to be fitter you need to be stronger faster um, but it actually made me a, um, a better person so I got a lot of uh, respect for those guys because they gave me a lot of time but they also um, tested me uh, I mean in terms of the person that I don't want to run at um, he was my old teammate is uh, James Fisher Harris he's just an absolute war horse and the same person he is playing this week was the same guy I met you know five years ago so um, yeah he's very scary very scary <laughs> Definitely, I, I wouldn't want to rally him with either. During your journey, did you have a favourite moment, like uh, something, a key point in your career that stood out? Um, I think for me was when I debuted for Penrith. Um, the reason being is because when, in 2005, I was year eight, and in year eight, you usually have a yearbook. Oh, sorry, we had a yearbook um, that said, that says, you know, where you're going to be in 10 years' time, and, and at that time, I wrote, in 10 years' time, I'm going to be playing for my hometown team, Penrith Panthers. 
Um, and when I debuted, my mum sent me a photo of that, and that was kind of like the realization that, man, if you work hard, you, your, your dreams can come true. And uh, Penrith is my my team. I used to go for them like religiously back in the days, and, and knowing that I got to make my debut and play for Penrith for a little bit of my career, oh man, it was yeah, it was kind of like man, I I really did this. I'm, I'm playing for Penrith, so yeah, that was really really uh, a really proud moment for me. That's sick. Um, there's a common like we're just fans of the game obviously there's a common thought that Union's like the pretty boys game and you go there for the paycheck at the end of your career like and compared to league it's obviously a bit harder in your opinion obviously you did both was it harder on the body to play league or is it just that's just a weird opinion that people have bro because like rugby league is rugby league's a young man's game so you could debut when from 18 and then you could be six years into your career and you'd be, you, I mean, you'll be 24 by the time you're finished. Not finished, but like you'll be considered a veteran. You have to go overseas or you need to kind of be one of those top five superstars or franchise players to keep playing. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I think league is for, league is for a young man, yeah, for young men. But at the same time, if you want to prolong your career, Moving to Union or playing Union is probably the right thing. Yeah, so I saw in 2016 you got to captain the Cook Islands against Lebanon um, and you guys won 30 to 20. What was it like feeling, what was the feeling like captaining a national side? Bro, it was pretty mean. Like uh, three years ago, I went to the World Cup with the Cook Islands. That was mean. But then to actually captain um, the Cook Islanders. Uh, itself was was awesome. Like looking back, it was I was pretty pretty blessed. We had a lot of the yeah. a lot of those boys are um, are still playing in the NRL. Um, they're now household names. Some uh, you know, uh, Francis Muller was in the uh, Maroons team. Uh, you have Joseph Manu. He's you know playing with the Roosters. Man. Um, then you've got other guys like um, uh, uh, Makator Makisi. He plays. For, he's a prop for the. Um, He's a prop for the Eels. I mean, he made his debut this this year. I mean, that's five years ago. So um, it's pretty pretty awesome. And, and looking at the team that we played when we played Lebanon, it was pretty crazy. Like they had um, quite a stacked team as well, uh, household names. I think they had like Mitchell Moses. Um, what else they had? They had like uh, Josh Mansour. It's pretty crazy. And we bet them in on it. Um, yeah, we bet them. I don't know how, but we bet. Them. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, just just a follow up on that Cook Islands question. Do you think that Cook Islands will match with like Tonga and Samoa and All Blacks and Aussie in like the next few years? Do you think um, they think, like the? Do you think they yeah, have players yeah. like the strength too? Hundred percent, hundred percent. So a lot of the senior boys now, like looking back at 2013, we were all quite young and um, like just establishing our career. Um, Taking it to the nines, a lot of our the young guys back then we were now old enough to like now kind of um, encourage a lot of the younger boys to commit to the Cook Islands. Um, now we're going to the you know we're supposed to go to the World Cup, uh, but also a lot of the younger guys are now more like oh man you know what I'm a proud Cook Islander we're going to be like Tonga, just go play for my um, play for my uh, I guess my island nation rather than. The, the place I grew up in. So we're a lot further on than what we were a couple of years ago. And now it's quite attractive to play, um, 
to play for the Cook Islands, especially you've got guys like Bray Takarani, Alex Glenn, um, the, the other guys who are spearheading like the reason why you should play for Cook Islands. And, and when you've got guys who play like 300 games, you're like, yeah, yeah sweet. I'm not going to say no to a veteran. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's mean. It's mean to see the boys uh, kick on. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, you've played with the Sharks, Panthers, Southland, Cook Islands, and of course, schoolboy footy. What would you say was like your most enjoyable time playing rugby league? Like, did you have a favourite season or moment? Um, I think it was when I was with the Highlanders. I mean, I only played one game. Like, that's, I mean, one game, sweet as. I mean, it's not much, but um, that year I got to uh, play with my brother, like, travel the world. I went to. I went to like South Africa, I went to Australia, I came to New, like went around New Zealand. And I was just I was just learning the game at the time because I had to relearn the game. The game had changed in, in seven years. Um, I got to know a lot of the boys. Um, like I didn't play much, but I always trained. But it was just cool because I was like traveling first class, you know, being around all these like all blacks, you know, Aaron Smith, um, Ben Smith, Fikator, uh, my brother. Like it was just like having like a like a, a free holiday, um, but you get to train and you get to learn. So that's something that I'm, I'm always going to cherish because, you know, oh, me and my brother, when we went to Perth, we had a mean-ass trip as well. So uh, <laughs> lost a bit of money, but so, yeah. Um, talking about big names, just going back to that New Zealand schoolboys team, was there any, like, big names in that team? Obviously, you sometimes see some stacked-ass years of New yeah, Zealand schoolboys. Who was in that? Yeah, man, we had a pretty mean team. We had um, Offa Tungafasi. We had... Um, well, Michael Fariolofa, when he was, you know, obviously when he wasn't, um, when he, when he was healthy, there was Bren Hall, there was Malakai Victor, there was TJ Piranara, um, who else was there? There was Jason Emery, um, there was, what else was there? So there was Scott Ead, um, what else was that, Locks? Um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously TJ Piranara, Offatonga Fassi, that, you know, pushing past around 50 games for the All Blacks now. I think TJ's at like 70. Um, and, you know, you've got, you know, your your stalwarts of Super Rugby 100 gamers like Brent Hall, um, which is, you know, there was uh, Fraser Armstrong as well. He's with the Hurricanes. He's played about 40, 40 games for them, 50 games. So we're a pretty, pretty solid team. Yeah. Um, go, going back like to your um, rugby league days, you obviously had the experience playing the Auckland Nines. Connor and I actually went to it at one time. I think Liam went with us as well once. What was that experience like? Like, I remember as a fan, it was amazing. But what was it like as a player playing the Auckland Knights? Well, I don't know if you went to the one where I tried to pump Tamaroro, but <laughs> I ended up getting rolled, bro. Um, it was awesome. It was awesome feeling. Like it was like sevens kind of atmosphere. But I'll never forget the nines because they paid me like uh, it was something like three hundred and like. Oh, Three four hundred bucks every year because I was part of this ad with Tom Malolo. I tried to stop Tom Malolo by like putting a shoulder charge on, bro, and he bumped me off. Like, so they used that as like an advertisement for like the next five years, and I was just getting paid to to look like I was getting. Uh, oh, sorry, pay, getting paid because you know I was one of the guys who were um, big hits of you know, of uh, Auckland Nines, uh, but it was mean, bro. It was literally like a um, like a, a uh, like a party atmosphere. Um, we were kind of like rock stars. I mean, yeah, we were rock stars. You kind of got to do whatever you want. You know, clubs are, you know, going to any clubs, you know, free drinks. Um, the rugby is like, you know, 
I mean, if you guys know what it's like on any atmosphere, it's quite party, party centric. Um, for a player, as much as we wanted to do go mean, you kind of be just to have a good time. You know what I mean, boys? Yeah, 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 definitely. So, um, yeah, just um, so I'm a Christian and I go to a rice church up here in Auckland. And um, a couple of years ago, we had a summer camp where you came to speak to the some athletic people about. Yep, and I yep. remember, remember talking, um, I think I came up to you and asked um, uh, a question, I can't remember it off the top of my head, something about how to, how to like, I get my teammates to get along with me because I'm a Christian <laughs> or something along the lines. But um, did, did Christianity impact your game? And if, if so, how? For 100% it did because... Um... Uh, one thing about rugby, bro, it's high pressure. Everything's performance-based. So, like, mental health is quite big. Like, a lot of these demons that you're fighting every single day, every single week, it's all around, like, um, the opinion of someone else's approval. So my faith was quite important, um, um, not only just to, I guess, use, but also to share as well because, uh, I mean, I was going through that, but a lot of my mates... We're going through the same stuff. So, I mean, being a Christian myself was uh, was really important. Don't get me wrong. You in in the rugby circle, you've got so much distractions. You've got girls parties. You've got you know free everything. So you've got you've you've really got to like to set yourself apart um, when it, when you're talking about or when you're when you're choosing to be a believer or to be a Christian. So that's something that I I was lucky enough to get right, um, and I had some good people around me at the start of my career. Um, don't get me wrong, you know, there's a lot of times where it's like, far out, God, we, we're pro. <laughs> you know, you look, look at all the things that are around me, man. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a big, um, I'm really glad that I was able to establish myself um, and with my friends um, at the start of my career. Because if I didn't, bro, I'd just be quite lukewarm and, you know, fall into temptation. There's plenty of temptation um, in rugby. And just following up, did that improve your the Christianity improve your relationship with players and coaches? Um, yeah, bro. So um, uh, yes and sorry, yes and no. So no, as in like when you first go to a new club. I went to three new clubs, four, well, five new clubs. Yeah. So I was like, uh, well, at the Bulldogs, I wasn't a Christian. Got into trouble. Went moved to uh, Cronulla. Became a Christian. Uh, then I went to the Bulldogs. Then I played NRC, which is like NPC in, in Australia. Then I went to Cronulla. Sorry. Then I went to Highlanders, went to Stag. So those were like different opportunities for, for me to make sure that I was um, setting, setting myself apart. Um, but, yeah, like I said, it's just like, you know, it, it, is, it is something that me and my friends had to continuously work on. Um, yeah. Also kind of like, well, what I mean by yes and no, no, as in like when you first turn up, like, bro, do you want to have a drink? And you're like, nah, nah, all goods, bro. Um, I'm not about that life. Or they're like, bro, do you want to, I mean, just being transparent, boys, do you want to do a line? you got to be like, nah, nah, bro, I'm not about that life. They'll be like, why? Like, well, I'm actually a Christian. They'll be like, oh, fire out. So their perspective is like, bro, this guy's one of those weird guys. But as you, as you slowly stop, um, as you, continuously say no, 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 it kind of builds respect to the boys and to the teammates, to your coaches. And then after a while, they're like, bro, this guy's legit. This guy's the man. I've got respect for someone who can um, hold their own or, you know, be a believer. So, um, yeah. 
Yeah, does, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah respectfully, mate. Yeah. Yeah, well, so, we'd like to thank you for your time, Subo. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here. We just want to thank you for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. And if you're not following the Instagram already, follow the Head Up podcast. Also follow Subo on Instagram as well. And, yeah, thank you, guys. Cheers. Awesome. Thanks, thank boys. You. Thanks for having me up the Benny Panthers. <laughs> <See ya. Yeah>. Bye. <laughs>